Hi, change agents, and welcome to season two of Mission Impact Series. Mission Impact Series is a podcast that helps your company find the breadth of opportunities in every moment to create impact with two of the wittiest, smartest, and most innovative people in social good, Tracy V. Allen and Ty Boone. This podcast is perfect for businesses and organizations of all types, and our lineup of topics discussed through strategic storytelling will keep you interested in coming back for more. Welcome to the Change Agents Podcast with your host, Tracy V. Allen, social enterprise and small business funding strategist and the owner of TVA Consulting Group. The Change Agents Podcast is about empowering change agents, social entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and nonprofits with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts needed to design, build, and fund their social ventures. Hola. Hello. <laughs> oh boy, this has been a crazy week. Huh? It really has. Tomorrow's <laughs> this has been a crazy week. I don't even know. <laughs> I know. All right. Hey, I'm Roger. How are you? Welcome. So today we're going to be talking about grant readiness assessment. And this was kind of prompted by a discussion I had a few days ago. Well, a discussion we had, and then another discussion I had with a client a few days ago um, about grant readiness. When you sent me the message, I just, I was on a call with someone about that at the same time. Really? Okay. See, (laughs) it's all working out because I know a lot of people don't understand why we do a grant readiness assessment, what's the purpose, um, why we charge for it, and all of that stuff. So that's kind of what we're going to clear up today um, in this session. So if this is your first time hearing this um, podcast or being in this clubhouse, my name is Tracy V. Allen. I'm the owner of TVA Consulting, where I help social impact businesses to design, build, and fund their social ventures so that they can live the lifestyles that they desire while impacting their communities. And I am Ty Boone. I'm owner of Ty Boone Enterprises. I help mostly nonprofit organizations move from startup to struggle to sustainability and success. Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This is a hot topic. So go ahead. (laughs) Readiness. Oh my God. If I had like just 50 cents for 
every every person who comes who, who came to me or has come to me for grant writing that I had to turn away mm-hmm. because they weren't ready. I probably wouldn't be right here. I'll probably be in St. Thomas somewhere uh, <laughs> chilling because <laughs> like, I'd be very rich, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so many people are looking for grants, and and not even a fraction of those people, in my opinion, who who look for them are ready and it's because they don't know they're ready this is why we do what if they're ready or not this is why we do readiness assessments to determine whether or not your organization or your business is even in a position to receive the kind of funds that you're that you're looking for now i've, I've done your know, webinars and things on micro grants and community grants and i ain't even gonna talk about these COVID dollars because they just kind of messed up the whole world as right well as people thinking that they're ready for something when this was kind of not the situation and not the process with COVID relief response and rescue dollars didn't work the same way or doesn't work the same way as traditional grants, right? Correct. Um, Where, you know, having certain things in order is important because once you're entering into a grant application, there are going to be questions and there's going to be, there's going to be evidence that you're going to have to provide. And if you don't have those things, you're not going to be competitive for the grant. Now, I know when people start their businesses or they get their 501c3 determination letter, they automatically assume, especially with the nonprofit, that they are ready for grants because that little letter says, now you are eligible for this kind of stuff, right? But eligibility mm-hmm. does not equal competitiveness and when everybody and their mama and their daddy and their cousins have businesses and nonprofits, the competition pool is fierce. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in the position, uh, you know, having documentation, having good fiscal uh, proof of fiscal responsibility, that's number one. You know, um, people are asking for me to write grants for them, Tracy, for two, three million dollars. And I'm like, well, can I see your your fiscal, your your proof of fiscal responsibility, they go, oh, where's the best place to open a bank account? I'm like, oh, okay. Now we know <laughs> that, you, right. that you are not ready. But an assessment asks all these questions and more. You know, um, what have you done in the past? Uh, how strong, even how strong is your board? I have that question on my assessment because things like that have to be uh, taken into account, especially when you're looking for larger pieces of funding. If I'm going to give you $2 million, who's going to help you be accountable for it? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Those things that you have to know, but there, there are tons of, you know, questions that we ask in our assessment. And I know people kind of get frustrated with these things. Uh-huh. And most of the time when people, after they do my assessment, Tracy, they go, okay, never mind. You discouraged me. Like, yes. like, like I don't, you asked that. I just revised my assessment yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, to send it out to a client, and there were some things that you know, because the client is a social enterprise and not a nonprofit, and my assessment mm-hmm. was more geared towards nonprofit. But I realized a lot of the same things that mm-hmm. my nonprofit clients would need, my social enterprise um, enterprise clients also need them, except mm-hmm. for things like you know, IRS determination letters mm-hmm. and 990s, right? But basically, <laughs> everything else you mm-hmm. really do need it. Um, mm-hmm. and I it was like 11 pages long. And mm-hmm. it, that's kind of what really kind of prompted this today because I was like, wow, this is a lot of, cause you know, you put things together sometimes and you never go back over it and mm-hmm. then you go over it for, for, because you have to send it out to a client and you go, okay, let me see what's needed and what's need not, mm-hmm. what's not needed. Mm-hmm. And, and going through it, too, you know one of the things that it helps you to do is to see the gaps that you mm-hmm. have in your business. That mm-hmm. is one of the most important things because we're talking about readiness and readiness 
goes across a, a wide plane of your organization. It's financial readiness. It's um, capacity building. It is um, program readiness. Have you been evaluating those programs? Do you have the data that goes behind it? And I know we always sound like a, a broken record because we kind of say the same thing over and over mm -hmm. again when it comes to the um, sustainability and the capacity building of your organization. But the grant readiness assessment hits on all of those points. And the reason that we charge for the grant readiness assessment is because when you fill it out, then we have to sit down with it and go through it and figure out what is making you weak when it comes to applying for grants and then give you strategies to make you strong. Mm -hmm. So it is like a mini consultation or strategy session. You're giving us the information that you currently have, and we're trying to figure out where the gaps are and how to strengthen those areas so that when you go put a grant application in, you're putting in a grant application where you have a chance of winning. If you go to a, a grant writer and that grant writer does not do a readiness assessment on you, you need to leave. Run. <laughs> and, and, I didn't want to say videos. I'm like, people are like, grant writer burn me, grant writer burn me. And I'm like, no, ma'am, you burned yourself, right? Exactly. You didn't do a, you didn't take the time to even be assessed. So mm -hmm. you're just, just jumping into somebody's contract. You gotta pay them because they wrote the grant, even though you're not even ready for this grant. Right. You know, it's like you you're coming to, to us and you're saying, Okay, I need this grant ready. Once you do your readiness assessment, I know right away. Almost immediately from how you answer your first two questions, whether or not you're ready for exactly the grant that you're trying to get. So instead of taking your money for writing the grant, you know, you're gonna pay me for doing the assessment, but instead of taking your money for writing the grant, I'm gonna tell you, hey, you're this is where you need to work because if you're not if you're not strong in this area, then there's no way that you're gonna compete with the other applicants who are applying for this particular grant. That's not it's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't know about you, but for me, if you come to me to write grants for me to be your grant writer and I give you the assessment, my assessment costs say $400. Right. Mm -hmm. And we do the assessment. I give you the strategies and then you go and you implement the strategies. We tighten up those areas. Mm -hmm. I deduct that from your first grant mm -hmm. writing cost. Yeah. And I mean, and if, if you make, decide not to use me as your grant writer, then you go on to someplace else. Then. I don't, there's nothing to give you back because I did my job, but mm. I'm fair in that if you go ahead and you start soliciting me as your grant writer, after we've mm -hmm. done the assessments, find those costs, um, those areas that you're weak in and we strengthen them, that mm -hmm. money comes out of your first cost. So those are things that you really need to think about when not only are you looking to get grant ready, but when you're looking to hire a grant writer, mm -hmm. right? Because um, like Ty said earlier, a lot of people tell us how they have gotten burnt by grant writers in the past. And that's because you didn't know how to hire a grant writer. You didn't know what to look for. And mm -hmm. this person just says, yeah, I can write you this grant. And they gave you a nice mm -hmm. figure that you thought was um, good for your pocket and you hired them. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we need to talk about that in the next call next week, right? Um, <laughs> what to look, what to look for in a grant writer, because a lot, you know, with the assessment being number one, if they did not at least say, hey, you got to do this assessment before we work together, um, unless they're, you know, they're an organization that I've already worked with and I know right. other level and I've already worked in their programs. I know for a fact that, Hey, they're ready for this. Then we can, we can skip that sometimes. But when you're, when you're brand new and you're coming to me saying, Hey, I need to have a grant written. I need to know about your organization. Number one, because this information 
is what's going to be needed for the grant application. So if you're telling me already in your assessment that you don't have financial audits, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I, I know that I can't apply for you an NIH grant because we need right. financial audits, right? Exactly. So you need to get an audit done. And if you're telling me that you can't afford an audit, then I know again that you are not ready for NIH because you can't afford however many thousands of dollars in audit costs. You also cannot manage a $2 million grant. Right. Exactly. And then it depends on the type of grant that it is, because not all grant funds are given to you immediately after mm -hmm. you've been awarded. Some of them are spend right. down grants, right? right. So mm -hmm. spend down grants, you have to spend the money and then they reimburse you. Mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. um, that is part of your fiscal responsibility. You know, do mm -hmm. you have funds set aside? It's just do like for government it. contracting as well. Mm -hmm. You have to have some money in the bank before you get started. And what happens if the grant, you know, if you were you were you were told that you got awarded this grant and it's june and they don't re they don't disperse the funds until november mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or or december what are you going to do in between time right so right. If, you, if your finances don't look good enough to carry you to those months then you're not ready for the grant because i can't give you you can't close your doors and shut down in July. Well, that's, we talked about the, that the last time, remember? We talked about the fact that one of the standing um, questions that we're beginning to see on almost all grant applications yep. is that sustainability piece. They mm -hmm. want to know how much money you currently have to support the program. And after they award you the grant, how are you going to continue to mm -hmm. support that program beyond their grant funds? Mm -hmm. So they kind of want to see, in some cases, like a mini marketing strategy, right? Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. how you're going to build awareness and mm -hmm. how you're going to continue to sustain the program financially. So, mm -hmm. yep. And we, and we don't, ha and a lot of us just don't have that. We're, I think a lot of people think that grants are supposed to be their savior. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And people, at least in my experience, for those organizations who were newer, underfunded, under experienced, when they come to you for a grant, it's for some kind of urgent thing or some kind of bright idea or some kind of, you know or something that's going to save my organization and I really need this grant is desperation. Right. right? Mm -hmm. um, and desperation a lot of times does not come with the support and the evidence that you need to get funded. It's like, okay, uh, most, a lot of people have the program design down. They know what they're going to do, but what about everything else that goes on around the program design? What about your budgets? Some people don't even have annual budgets. You know, I talk, <laughs> Tracy, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're coming yeah. to me to write you a grant and you're t and you're asking me how your annual budget should look, there is a problem. Right. I always suggest if you don't have a background in bookkeeping and accounting <laughs> as a social enterprise or a nonprofit organization, you need to hire one. That should be one of the first people that you hire mm -hmm. is someone to manage your accounts because you are indebted to the um, IRS. You do not mm -hmm. want them rolling up on you and you don't have your books in order. Mm -hmm. You need to get, um, you need to get a, a, um, you need to get someone who can do your accounting. Definitely. Yep. QuickBooks is not enough <laughs> or zero is not enough or wave is not wave. enough. Wave. You need, to get yourself an accountant someone who knows mm -hmm. and not just any accountant someone who deals 
for social impact businesses because mm -hmm. the accounting is different from a regular business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, girl, I saw someone, uh, an accountant on Facebook the other day, said that he was working with his client and he was asking his client for her, you know, nonprofit you know, financial information and he mm -hmm. couldn't find it. Her organization had been revoked, right? Oh, no. As, and she says, no, I've been submitting my 990s every year, right? And mm -hmm. he goes, no, um, you, your status has been revoked and it looks like it's been revoked because you did not submit your 990s, right? Wow. What happened, so she, she sends over some information to him and what he discovered was that her accountant had mm -hmm. been doing her taxes as if she owned the nonprofit and oh, no. as schedule C information. And, and, uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, so never filed the 990s for the organization. So she doesn't have an, an organization anymore. And then he has to fix her personal taxes um, <laughs> because of what the accountant That's a lot. Yep. To do Crazy. amendments to all those, oh, yep. that's expensive. And that's yep. what we talk about. So that that is part of grant readiness because that is, I think I have like maybe about five questions on accounting, just mm -hmm. who's your accountant, you know, um, what do they use blah, blah, blah. Yep. The, you know, like a whole bunch of questions just on the accountant because that will be part of the grant readiness assessments. If you don't have an accountant, that's one of the first things you're going to need to do before we move forward. You're mm -hmm. going to need to find your qualified accountant who can help you to manage your books, get it straight, make sure that all of your line items are right. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't have a yearly budget, make sure that is is, is um is done, that it's signed off by the board, you know, approved by the board, all of that, that's part of your grant readiness. And, and if you don't have um, a board, then we know the board can't approve anything. So you're not right. Ready. Exactly. And there are questions <laughs> about the board. There's a ton of questions. And even as a social enterprise, um, you should have an advisory board or you should have key people that help you to make decisions. Even though, yes, you are a for-profit business, you don't need a board of, board of government governance, but you do need um, an advisory board. I really suggest that all of my um, social en enterprise clients or social entrepreneurs do have some type of, you know, three people that mm -hmm. help you to make decisions that impact the community. So um, that's important because those are questions that are asked on a lot of grant applications, even for for-profit businesses. They want to see the, some of them want to see your um, CVs of who's, you know, your key people in charge, you know, who's helping you to run this business, who's helping you to make the decision. So um, we just really wanted to talk about, you know, the fact that because more and more people, this is kind of like grant season, especially for for-profits. Mm -hmm. The first two quarters of the year, you see a lot of grants coming out for for-profit businesses, social enterprises, social impact businesses. Um, it kind of gets a little dry coming towards the end of the year because coming towards the end of the year is more government contracting season, right? Um, the beginning and the, the um for fiscal for government time um but it's just best practices and the grant readiness helps you to develop those best practices so that you're always in compliant and that you are grant ready like if i you come to me and i you ask me to write a grant for you but you don't have a need statement um a statement of need uh how am i going to write this grant for you i don't know your business right you know your business i can help you through the process but you need to have certain things at hand Mm -hmm. And I always say, you know, a grant writer develops your application and does not develop your organization. Right. Um, and I, I, I think that's like the, the number one thing that 
an needs assessment helps us to to know how developed yeah. are you because you know? we're not the grant writers who are going to make things up for you right um it's just unethical um and you still have to be able to implement it. If I make something up for you, because, you know, creative writing, I so I can make something up for you, you get the grant, but now how are you gonna carry out those missions? Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't know what went on. Some people don't even read the grant mm-hmm. after it's written. Or so let's get accustomed to, if you're going to hire a grant writer, your grant writer should do a thorough grant readiness assessment on your organization before they start writing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. Thank you for joining us today. Um, if you have any questions, drop them below and we'll answer them. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay, change agents. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide, and it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day.